Wake up, sleepy heads. It's body time, yeah! everybody it's your buddy rick i'm back on the road kicking off another monday yeah it's monday all over again just seems to keep coming back around folks but hey you do the best you can do so that's kind of why we're doing this right just try to get the day started off a little better than usual so yeah we're gonna have some fun this episode some good questions and uh some movie news for you matter of fact we're gonna jump right into that first thing and <laughs> here's some crazy movie, or no, it's just crazy news. That's all this is. So uh, here's a news report that I saw that I found very interesting. And the headline is, Rogue Goats Take Over Idaho Neighborhood. <laughs> and apparently it was over 100 goats. I don't know if they just broke loose or what the story is, but these goats <laughs> just totally went crazy and just tore up everybody's yard in the neighborhood eating all their bushes <laughs> I'm sure there's a horror movie in here somewhere to deal with this but yeah man rogue goats running around chewing up your bushes that can't be a good thing could you imagine sitting in a house and just seeing about a hundred goats you'd be like oh this is cute wait a minute <laughs> they're eating my garden gnome they'll eat anything you know pretty wild all right, another another story in the news here. Let's see what we got. It says the CDC strongly suggests that people do not reuse or wash their condoms. Really? We're having to tell people this. Wow. How low we have gone, people. There's just some things that should be common sense. But there you go. You've just been given a, an official warning from the CDC. Take it as you will. Let's move out of this crazy stuff and go straight into our TV and movie news. And the first thing we got... Yep, it was going to happen eventually. We've made so many sequels of this movie that now they just are terrible. So now let's just go back to the very beginning and just make a whole brand new beginning, right? And I'm talking about Die Hard. And what we're talking about is a die-hard prequel. Like that's needed. Right? Here we go. Die-hard prequel. And it says, Bruce Willis will help cast a young John McClane. So, what's going to happen here is Bruce Willis just going to be like his grandfather? Or something? I mean, I, I don't know. I don't know how involved Bruce Willis is. I'm just trying to think from an actor's standpoint how involved he's going to be in this who knows we will see or maybe we won't see i'm not going to be in the line at the movie theater to see this one i just don't need it maybe you do i don't a little bit of marvel news here 
they're actually going to make uh, I don't know if it's uh, it may not be even Marvel it may be Sony which you know take that as you will they're going to make a Craven the Hunter film and I think that's pretty awesome and I know Danny Bennett my buddy on Hail Ming he's going to be ecstatic about that because that's one of his favorite characters so Craven the Hunter film moving forward at Sony there you go it's Sony with the Equalizer Rider so we'll see how that works out why not? They're they're gonna take every Marvel character they can, because right now it's cha-ching, and they're gonna try to figure out a way to make that work. Uh, here's another bit of TV movie news that I found very interesting. You know, we got the Christopher Robin movie coming out, the Winnie the Pooh movie, and it says Christopher Robin, Christopher Robin, it's Christopher Robin, everybody. <laughs> it says Christopher Robin won't get a Chinese release. Amid poo censorship. That's right. You heard me correctly. They have no problem with any of the content in the movie. Apparently what has happened is Winnie the Pooh is now a, a symbol of resistance. Uh, to, it's, a, it's a resistant group that's against the communism there. So, uh, yeah. People are going around spray painting Winnie the Pooh on stuff, and it's against the uh, the Communist Party in China. And because of that, because of what Winnie the Pooh means there, they are not going to allow the movie to be played. So, folks, you know, you know me. I try to stay out of the politics stuff. We forget how lucky we have it here, because this is how other countries do it. If they feel threatened at all, they just cut it off. So, folks, I know people have been all hot-tempered and stuff over the changes of the past few years. You don't know when you got it good. So you better enjoy it, folks. doesn't matter if there's a genius or an imbecile in the White House. As long as we still have the government that we have set up, we're in pretty good shape versus what other countries have. So take that. We can watch Winnie the Pooh. You know, I'll check it out. Why not? Sounds good. Let's move straight on into Trailer Park. Uh, there's a couple of uh, trailers that have come out. One that I found interesting was First Man. It's just called First Man. And it's a look at the life of, of Neil Armstrong, you know, our world-famous or our American-famous astronaut that's, you know, pretty much synonymous with going to the moon. i tell you what, it, it looks pretty good. I'm interested. I'll check that out. We also got a new trailer for Venom that just came out. What can you say? I mean, it's it's going to be popular. It's Sony squeezing the money out of Marvel again. But, uh, you know, I think they learned their lesson from the Spider-Man flicks. They're trying to do it right. And another one called uh, Alita Battle Angel. It's another uh, kind of like a sci-fi, uh, CGI-manufactured movie. You know, it's like an ad adventure flick. Uh it looks like it could be a lot of fun. So that's the trailers I kind of checked out. Uh, you may want to hunt them down. They're all on YouTube. That'll work. <laughs> Go check them out. I'm going to jump, because I got several questions and some requests here. I'm going to jump straight into our 80s song of the day. This one's kind of an odd one. Uh, I don't know if you would cl classify this into your Metal Mania, Metal Mondays, like we talked about with this show. Uh, this one is probably more on the hard rock side uh, some Swedish guys 
called The Electric Boys. Uh, I bought this album when it came out, and it had several good songs on it. But this song right here just makes it, man. And I don't know if you're familiar with it, <laughs> but this is an awesome, awesome song. It's a great way to start the day. It's going to be all dreamy at first with some sitar, and then it's just going to blow you away. And here it is, The Electric Boys with Lips and Hips. Rock and roll!
right, jumping right into our Metal Monday, I guess you would say. That song rocks, right? I knew you would like it. That song is killer. But moving on from there, I've got a request from John Rhodes, and it just said, Skid Row. I asked him which song. He said, your choice. So I'll tell you what. You know, we've kind of heard 18 in life, Youth Gone Wild, all those a bunch of times. I'm going to go for second album here, Slave to the Grind. And let's do some monkey business. How about that? Here you go. Cracker up Skid Row, monkey business. Out for John Rhodes. Here you go, buddy.
Yeah, man, that one just kicked you in the teeth. All right, let's move on here. Uh, another buddy of mine, Scott Crawford, has requested a song. Uh, he's got a podcast, Podcast by the Cemetery. Need to check that one out. Just brand new to Legion, so you can find him. Uh, just getting going. I think they're four, maybe five episodes in. Killer show. I enjoy it. But Scott Crawford wanted to hear. It says, I request Blind Guardian Valhalla. All right. Here we go. We're going to get a little darker on you here. We're going to Valhalla. Here you go. Crank her up.
Oh yeah, and the music keeps rolling, man. We got some more here. Uh, up next, we got Derek B. And uh, he says, uh, Medusa by Anthrax. And I Ain't Superstitious by Megadeth. He's pulling a twofer on us. Uh, we might have started something here last week. So uh, I'll let you get away with it this time. But here we go. Back to back. Here's some Anthrax and some and Megadeth for you. Rock and roll.
Yep, a couple of metal monsters right there, man. I love both bands. I've seen Megadeth actually in concert not too long ago, opening for Iron Maiden. It was killer. Killer. Oh, I see here Derek also had a question as well. It says, a quick question, Rick. Is there a band you always wanted to see live and just haven't had the chance to and... Also, if there's a concert, sorry, I'm trying to read this and drive at the same time, folks. Also, if there's a concert you were disappointed in. Good questions, man. Uh, let's see. A concert I've always wanted to see. Well, here's the deal. The group that I wish I could go back and see would be Queen. Especially in the heyday. Maybe... I would love to see them around News of the World, somewhere like that, jazz tour, something like that, where they were just really just rocking it out, a little heavier than you expected. There's a dog in the road. Look out, dog. That's right. Uh, yeah, I would love to go back and see Queen. I've got tons of videos from back in the day, but yeah, to actually go see them, that's what I'd want to do. Concert I've been disappointed in, probably Bruce Hornsby. Not that he wasn't a good musician, but, man, I, you would have thought a funeral service was going on, man. <laughs> it was pretty, pretty dull. I don't even know if he said, hey, how's everybody doing? He didn't even say that, I don't think. He just, you know, it's doing the mandolin, Ray. He opened for Bonnie Raitt. So, yeah, that whole concert, just, I don't know, wasn't that great. Uh it was Bonnie Raitt when she had her big resurgence with, you know, something to talk about and all that stuff. And it was a good show, but, you know, pretty lame. Well, we got another request here from John Rhodes again. He piped back in. And this time he's more specific about what he wants to hear. He wanted to hear Metallica, Damage Incorporated. Heck yeah, why not? Let's rock it out. Turn that knob up, people.
Oh yeah, another great Metallica song there. Like there's not a bunch of them. Just only, you know, six or seven albums worth. Uh, my buddy Joseph Henson has piped in here too, and he wanted to hear, wow, this is different. Uh, it's not Metal Mondays, but it does fit into our 80s stuff, so maybe this could be the actual 80s song of the day. Uh, here we go, Matthew Wilder with Break My Stride. Yeah! this morning that's a classic 80s tune for you uh you're probably going i didn't remember that till it kicked in you're like, oh, okay yeah i've heard this it's a fun tune we're gonna move into another question another request actually by rj mccready and it says hey rick this is one of uh this this one's from sorry i'm shaking the road's rough here hey rick this one's from my daughter megan Who's enjoying... If I got to turn here? No, I ain't got to turn here. <laughs> Sorry, I'll get this out in a second. Hey, Rick, this one's from my daughter, Megan, who's enjoying the show just as much as I am. Could you play I'm No Animal by Felony 
from Friday the 13th Part 6. Oh, we got a soundtrack song going on, people. That sounds like a fun deal. Yeah, let's do that, man. From Friday the 13th Part 6, Felony. I'm no animal. Here we go. see this but now I see it RJ also had a question for me I probably should have done that first but it's okay we'll do it right now RJ says oh it even says it oh and here's a question <laughs> if you could upgrade the Blunicorn with a Night Industry 2000 feature what would it be you know where he's getting at right you fans a Night Rider he's asking if I could take like one thing the kit could do 
and put it in my car, what would it be? Well, you know, RJ, that thing had a, <laughs> had a ton of features. I always wondered about what if the A-Team could take the van and make it a kit. That would have been pretty cool, but they were too busy tearing it apart all the time. So let's see here. I mean, there's your standards that anybody would want on their car, like the monocular bonded body that the kit had, you know, or maybe a, the turbo boost that it had. Of course, the fact that it talked, all that good stuff. The electronic jamming system. I mean, this, this car had it all. Uh, a grappling hook, you know. It, was, it could even sniff out a bomb. This car was a little too smart for its own good. But of all the things that I could have, <laughs> I think with the road that I drive on, sorry, I hit the microphone there. On the road that I drive on every day and the people that I pass or the people I try to pass or the people that try to run me off the road or the Amish wagons that I have to pass, I really wish I had that flamethrower. You know, the one that's underneath the, the like the bumper there? Yeah. I'd use the flamethrower. <laughs> of all the technology that Kit had, I think a flamethrower in West Tennessee and going into Kentucky is probably your best bet. Either that or a grenade launcher. One of those two would really come in handy on these mornings, man. Great question. And here's another one as well. We got another song request right here from a good buddy of mine, Shannon Story. And uh, we go to Texas Frightmare together every year. Used to work together just a, a really cool dude and he wanted to request some docking this morning and he wanted to hear some tooth and nail i can't think of a better one to play keep on rocking people here we go tooth and nail docking let her go Yeah. 
Yeah, man, big Dawkins fan. I was a huge Dawkins fan back in this time period when this song came out. Uh, we've got another question here from Gary Shade, which is the guy that uh, I lost his name last episode and I couldn't find it. He piped back in and let me know, hey, I was the dude. He requested the Judas Priest song last time. And he asked a simple question, who shot JR? Well, according to the TV show, we all know that it was his old lady, and that's fine. But if I was going to write this thing, I would have went for uh, TV's very own Patrick Duffy. That would have been good. If the man from Atlanta shot JR, that would have just made it that much more interesting. His brother, I guess you would say. <laughs> And he also requests a song. Gary requests to hear some golden earring. He wants to hear Radar Love. Stepping back into the 70s a little bit. But here we go, man. A great song. Get you going. Get those drums going. Here we go, boys. Radar Love.
No more speed, I'm almost there. Gotta keep cool now, gotta take care. Last car to pass, here I go. And the line of cars drove down real slow. Whoa. And the radio played that forgotten song. Sang his same song. Just an all-time fun tune right there, man. That's a great one. I had another request come in from Alan Rutledge. He wanted to hear Livewire from Motley Crue off the very first album. He says it's his all-time favorite Motley Crue album, favorite song. So here we go, man. Yeah, this is a great one. Great, great Crue song. Uh, that whole album's fantastic. So here we go. Rocking it out again. Here's some Livewire. Craig her up.
Yeah, man. Love the crew for sure. Got one more request right here. It goes out to my good buddy Sam Edwards. He wanted to hear Wild Child by Wasp. Another great rocker, man. I'm glad you guys are picking all this stuff. Seems like we're all from that same uh, mindset of Metal Monday this day. Well, you got a couple exceptions in there, but that's fine, man. So, yeah, this will be the last request we have for this episode. Here's some Wasp for you. Wild Child, rock it out.
right, jumping into whatever we're gonna do next here. Let's see. Uh, let's do. Let's do Rick's picks. All right. So this is just me telling you about either a movie or a TV or an album, something that I'm really, really fond of that I think you should check out if you haven't checked it out. Uh, and today is a total favorite of mine. It's a complete Jaws ripoff. Matter of fact, I saw uh, Jerry Herring actually had his uh, his icon on Facebook changed to the picture from, from this movie. And it made me kind of go, oh man, I need to talk about that movie. So here we are, we're talking about 1977's Jaws ripoff, Orca, the killer whale. And believe it or not, I actually saw this movie before I really saw any of the other Jaws movies, or any Jaws movie. Uh, I was too young to see it in the theater, because it came out in 74. I was four years old, that wasn't going to happen. 73, 74. And, uh... This one, you know, I'm seven, possibly eight years old when this one finally came around to where I live. You didn't get releases as fast where I live, you know, versus bigger cities and stuff. So it took a while for the movies to come around. And uh, I just absolutely loved this movie. It's weird that you actually, in these kind of movies, and again, it's a total ripoff. There's no denying that. But uh, just trying to cash in on, you know, the nature runs amok, you know, nature, natural force coming after you. And, uh, man, you end up rooting for the orca, uh, you know, and you don't really hate the people, but you feel for, for the animal, the, you know. So that's, that's kind of interesting to us. So let's talk about this one. Orca the Killer Whale. 1977, it got, it got a 5.6 out of 10 stars. And this is IMBD. Uh, I rate it higher than that. I think this is a great movie. I'm surprised we haven't remade it, really. Um, so let's talk about it. We got a short little synopsis here. It says, A hunter squares off against a killer whale seeking vengeance for the death of its mate. Yeah, man, that's what's messed up about this movie because, you know, Richard Harris, one of the greatest actors ever. I mean, I'm such a fan of his, and it really is because of this movie. And uh, decides to try to capture a killer whale, and you know, there's the the uh, there's a lady involved who's a professional, you know, killer whale expert. <laughs> I don't even know what you would really call it. Uh, and the thing about it is he's thinking here's how money is made right uh and it starts off with you know kind of jabbing back at jaws but kind of got a great white that's kind of chasing after some people in a boat and out of nowhere it gets hit by a killer whale and it kills the shark hits him right in the gills and there's like there's only one one animal that can do that a killer whale and so you're kind of getting the setup of how much more awesome a killer whale is than a great white shark it pays off because you know you hear about the stuff that happens in you know ocean world or whatever it is sea world <laughs> ocean world <laughs> and uh you know there was a there was one situation where the killer whales actually actually calculated killing one of the humans that was in the show so yeah these things are a little smarter than you would expect actually they're really really smart and this movie is kind of the one that kind of really pointed that out. So you got this, you know, sea hunter 
chasing a killer whale and he shoots his mate he shoots Orca's mate and he's trying to get her up on the boat and she tries to kill herself to keep from getting captured runs into the the boat propellers trying to kill herself they get her up on the boat and she's pregnant she's having a baby right there on the spot baby falls out it's it's just totally disturbing when you're seeing all this and the thing is is orca the killer whale is out there in the ocean he sees the whole thing so the rest of the movie long story short he chases this guy and he's getting revenge on all these people that were on the boat he's kind of like the ninja in ninja 3 he remembers everybody <laughs> that was involved and he hunts them all down and literally destroys a whole town because it's you know it's right on the right on the bay there and he's you know messing up all the the piping and everything that goes into the into the houses causing the houses to catch on fire you know oil spills oil fires all this kind of stuff it's pretty crazy and he finally convinces richard harris that he needs to get out of this town or everybody's gonna die and then uh richard harris follows him out in the middle of nowhere and out on you know, out in the antarctic and i'm not gonna ruin the ending for it but uh I don't know, man. If, if you like Jaws, this is, to me, possibly the best follow-up movie to Jaws. You know, we was talking about what's the best shark movie besides Jaws. I have to say it's Orca, man, even though it's not really a shark. The way that it's put together, it's De Laurentiis, so you kind of know what you're getting there. Uh, it's made by the director that did Logan's Run. Matter of fact, this director is... Oh, he's got a list of movies just a mile long of stuff he's done. And like I said, the cast is no joke either. You got Richard Harris, Charlotte Rampling. I mean, you know, these people are in everything back then. Bo Derek, this is supposedly her first thing she was in. And you got Robert Carradine in here too from Revenge of the Nerves. <laughs> uh, he's one of the guys that actually falls out at the, at the beginning and the great white sharks after him. And Orca saves his life. I think it's a great movie. I highly recommend it. Uh, like I said, if you enjoy the Jaws type stuff, this one's just near and dear to my heart because it's one of those early ones that I saw. You need to check it out. So that's my take on that. <laughs> Try not to give too much away because I want to save it for the movie so you can check it out. Other things going on, let's talk about my podcast. Um, I've been behind a little bit on House of Wax here lately. And... Um, I've got a new one coming out, hopefully this week, if I can get it all together. Uh, it takes a lot of work to put these together. I don't know if you've actually seen any of these. Of course, you can just listen to the podcast, but to actually see what I'm doing on YouTube, it's a lot of editing because it's all video, uh, green screen. It's it's it, it's a labor of love, but I can't crank them, crank them out that fast because it just it takes a lot of work. But I'm working on Return of the Living Dead for my buddy R.J. McCready, who you know suggested a song earlier. We had a kind of a contest where if you went out and did a kind of a rating and review on iTunes, that I would do a movie of your choice. And he picked Return of the Living Dead. And not only am I doing a review like that, but also me and Mr. Venom are getting together uh, and we are gonna do a commentary. He kind of won another contest and uh, we're going to do that movie together. Both of those could be coming out this week. We will see. So be on the lookout for those. That's House of Wax, W-H-A-C-K-S. 
uh, you can check that out on you know YouTube you can go to Facebook iTunes it's everywhere just like this show is lots of fun uh, I'm a bit goofier on that I think I don't know you can ask some other people I'm pretty much goofy no matter where I go that's the only show I've got going on right now uh, hell Ming, we're still trying to figure out what we want to do next same thing with short bus uh, Johnny's in the process of relocating, so I want to give him some time to, to do his thing. And that's what's going on with all the shows I have. So, uh, hey, and don't forget, if you're enjoying the show, drop me a line. You know, tweet me, Facebook me, Gmail me, however you want to do it. And just say, hey, enjoying the show. This is a whole lot of fun. And uh, if you have questions, if you have requests, comments, shoot them all to me. That's the reason I'm doing this, is just to have some fun. Folks, this is Rick. I'm signing off from the Blunicorn. You guys have a great rest of the day. Hope it doesn't drag on too long for you. And on the meantime, getting there, keep her between the lines, people. (laughs) 